Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, another rider, another day, another story. Today we have a lovely lady, Sally, in the car. And she's a specialist. Oh, and she deals with health. Well, she's a key worker. She helps people who have a stroke. And she's telling me a story about if you have a stroke, this is what will happen to you. So word of advice is exercise and eat healthy because you don't want it to happen to you. But anyway, Sally, you were telling us, so you, you, you're on call, you're going in because somebody's had a stroke and you're explaining how you're, you, they got a blood clot in the brain. Yes. And how do you get to the blood clot? So we normally puncture the femoral artery in the groin. In the groin. We go from there with catheters and wires. So we reach the brain where the clot is. And we use some different uh, methods, techniques to remove it. Uh, One of the most common is like suction it, like with a Hoover, aspirate the clot out. (laughs) So you, that's got to be some long wire. Yeah, they are quite long. And how do you get the wire up without puncturing the artery, like going out on the side? Very good question. So we use x-rays, kind of, it's DSA. We can see the images on the x-ray in a screen. Yeah, like a TV thing. Yeah, exactly. So we have a radiographer and the doctor is the one who obviously punctured, the nurses assist. To, to the doctors and they can see how the catheter is moving through the arteries and so the wire with contrast. They it's a contrast. very slow process then? Uh, well, it can be very quick. The aim is to be very quick because uh, as quick as you remove the clot out from the brain, the less di- damage will get the brain. So we, tre- we tend to be very quick. So but, how yeah. long, what's the time span well, on average? Um, an hour two hours the procedure itself it can be we have seen like from 15 minutes oh is it that's yeah really it, quick. it can be very quick but that's, but that's not that's not normal and uh, normally takes maybe 30 minutes an hour an hour and a half the longest one yeah yeah i suppose yeah i see what you're saying the more the clock is the more they become a vegetable exactly yeah in that respect but that sounds really how long have they been doing that kind of thing for uh me no, well, not just I mean, you. Yeah, how long has it been existing that procedure, I, you know? Well, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's not that uh, old. I'm, I'm not, I, I will have to look into it. I don't know exactly when these techniques started, really. Oh, because it mm. sounds... Now, the patient's under anaesthetic, is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's under general anaesthetic. Have they ever woken up, the patient? After the procedure, no, we... No, during. No, no, no. <laughs> because my friend, he had a stroke. He was young, yeah. in his 20s, early 20s. And he said one time he was in hospital and they were doing a, 
they had caged him. You know that open your rib cage? Yes. And he woke up and saw his heart beating. Really? Oh well, yeah. I guess some procedures they they wake they wake them up to check. Like sometimes in the brain, they need, when they are operating in theaters, they need to check uh, how is the, if they are touching something important. I don't really know, but yeah, sometimes they wake them up. That is like the ultimate horror movie. Yeah. That <laughs> is like I'd just rather be dead at that moment. It's like, do you see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching somebody eat you <laughs> yeah. and you're just there. It's, it must be very scary. Yeah. <laughs> you must, did, when you started this job, did, did you, um, did you realize what it's going to entail? Are you? Uh, no, actually, no, I didn't really know until I got into it. Actually, I love it. I, I really like it. It's, it's, most of the times it works and it's quite satisfying seeing yeah. how people improve. So you're a very caring person then? <laughs> well, I guess that's my job. Oh, did, have you started that job since you come here to England or are you doing it in where you came from? Uh, no, I started here, yeah. Okay, mm. that's good, that's yeah. good. Your family must be very proud of you. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if they really know what I do. You should I tell them. I try to explain them, but I don't think they, they get it. Like, what? Well, once, once, <laughs> once this episode is published, I'll send it to you and you can say, listen to this, I'm famous <laughs> and this is what I do, be saving lives. Yeah, that will be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you see yourself being in this profession for a long time to come? Yeah, yeah, I really like it. I would like to get better. I've been, I haven't been that long actually. I've been like a year and a half now. So I really want to uh, improve as well and get... Uh, Would you want to be a surgeon and do it yourself someday? Well, I don't think I, <laughs> I can do that anymore, but yeah, it would be nice if I, if I could start all over again, maybe, yes. You never, there's nothing, you're young. You're yeah. not, you can, there's nothing stopping you, I would have thought, <laughs> unless you've got loads of kids at home. No, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, to, on, on, on another note, what's, uh, what's the most memorable moment you've had working in the medical industry? Probably it's one of uh, these patients that they come, they cannot move one side of the body, they cannot speak, they cannot talk properly, and then after the procedure, when we remove the whole cloth, they you can see instantly the improvement. They can talk, they, can, they start moving the limbs. Yeah. It's, it's very satisfying. It's very nice. My cousin had he was in the same hospital that you work in, and this is was this earlier this year, I think. And he had a, a, a tumour hmm. that they found in his brain and they yeah. took it out through his nose. And I was like, I remember his nose being really, really big, his nostril, one nostril where they took it out. Yeah. But um, he finally got better because he had fallen off a 30 foot ladder mm. and it just it cracked his head on the floor. Oh wow. And. Um, when he got better and he was in hospital for about four four months or something like that and when he came out as he's coming out one of the nurses come up to him and said it's nice to see someone make it that you never expected to make it yeah and he was like what 
When you when you came to England, did you did you want to be in the medical field? I, yeah, I studied in Spain. I studied nursing, and then my first job was in UK. I came straight uh, away from from Spain to here because at that time, uh, I still now in Spain was quite difficult to find a job. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I started working here, and since then I've been in London and a few hospitals, but always in London. So do you feel settled here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you, so we're not going to lose you because we need you. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> you guys need a lot of nurses. Yeah, we do. Everyone is going back now with Brexit. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's a big mistake. Yeah. There's all those, what they should do, all the areas that voted for Brexit, remove the nurses <laughs> and bring them to the areas who didn't vote for Brexit. Exactly. That would be funny. Yeah. That would exactly. be funny. Look after yourselves. I, I didn't vote for Brexit. I wanted to remain. <laughs> I was a hardcore Remainer and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see. Yes, we will see. So, what what's, um, what changes? How did you find London when you first come to London? Did you settle in easily? Did you find it uh, Actually, difficult? yes, it was amazing when I first came. I'm from a very small village in Spain. So when I came to London, it was a big change. And it was fun, and I met a lot of Spanish people that yes. they were also nurses and other in other fields as well. But at the beginning, like five, six years ago, there was a lot of Spanish nurses, Italians. So we made a group, and we were going out, exploring the city. It was quite fun. So yeah, that made it very easy to settle. Uh -huh. Now everyone is going back. Actually, it's just one friend that is left here. Most of them really? they are back in Spain. Yeah. Out of how many people would you say? I don't know. It's, it's loads, hundreds and hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds yeah. of people, and then you've only got one person left. Yeah. That's really not a good we, sign. We we had um, a group on WhatsApp, just St George's Hospital nurses, and we were like 120. Uh, really? Yeah, and most of them they are gone now. Oh. Yeah. Do you reckon they'd ever come back? I don't think so. No. Are they? Okay. So, so they came here for job security, and that job security is gone, or is it the COVID? Uh, no, no, the jobs are still here, but I guess everyone came with this uh, goal in their mind that maybe five years get some experience here and then come back. To Spain, and then Brexit just uh, made it uh, quicker. Like, yeah, well, definitely we need to work. broke the camel's back. Yeah, if anyone was doubting, like, oh, maybe I will stay, Brexit just pushed them away. Yeah. Well, if you don't want us, we'll go. Yeah. No, I understand that totally. Mm. I understand that and things. Hmm. So, you're going to stay though. 
Yeah, well, still. Yeah, I had my boyfriend here, so yeah. Are your boyfriend Spanish? English. Oh, God, that's that's right. <laughs> so that, yeah, that me, that's But then, mind right. you, I'm sure as an Englishman, he'd love to be in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Because he it's an loves... Englishman's second home, isn't it? Yeah. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, most of them they have a flat by the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Always be, yeah. yeah, and that kind of thing. <laughs> so last. Not, but not least, what's the impact you want to have on the world? Well, I guess uh, just trying to help people as much as I can at my job, obviously, and uh, in general, I, I like helping people. So if I can uh, afford that, I'm happy. <laughs> okay. Well, taken from an ex coming from an ex-military man, I'll say thank you for your service. Oh. Because you mend people when I break them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to break them anyway, probably not anymore. And, um, and you repair us as well, uh, which is great. Uh, even though some people say I'm still not repaired. But anyway, that's another story. But thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years, it holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.